NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. One of the topics that we talk about some and shy away from some Mm -hmm. is safety in sprint car racing. And it's really a weird topic because you, you, we love our drivers and we want our drivers safe, but we don't want a safety discussion to feel like you're condemning somebody, something, some sanctioning, some this, that, some that. And so we've we've talked about it over the course. Of, by the way, I, I, this is Wing Nation. She's Aaron Emmerich. <laughs> I'm Steve Post, okay, presented by Dryden, by the way. But Aaron, we've talked about the higher cage with, with Danny Dietrich and yeah. Barry Jackson and, and, and Ron with Maxim. Uh, years and years ago, I remember we actually had Brian Butler in studio talking about the tethers on the front of the car. Um, when someone gets hurt, we have conversations. But it's a weird, weird conversation and a weird topic. And 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 I don't know that we've been right. I've just kind of shied away from it a lot. And maybe that's not the best approach. Well, it, it is a hard conversation. And I think, you know, racers want to believe they're invincible. Because that's why we can get in the car and and drive at 140 miles an hour, not thinking anything of it. So drivers think they're invincible and they want the best performance. So to them, talking about safety, A, reminds you that something could happen. Yeah. And who wants to really talk about that as a driver? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. You want to believe you're invincible. And then they also think, you know, if I'm not sitting the lowest in the car, the center of gravity is not as low as I want it to be. Or, I, you know, drivers are all about winning and thinking they're invincible. So sure. bringing up safety and talking about what could happen are not fun things to do. That's, that is so spot on. Yeah. Uh, do you need new belts or a new right rear for your race car? You're going to buy the right yeah, rear. Yeah, absolutely. And, it's, and it just is. And, and, it's, and it, yeah. it's why we love racers. It's, you, you, you've been here. You are a racer. It's why we love our racers. But then we hate if something happens and we figure there's something maybe that could have been done a little bit better. Yeah, and then we're we're reactive because we saw something happen and we saw somewhere we can improve. Yeah. But in reality, we do need to be more proactive, but it's no one wants to talk about it. Right. I think we got into this conversation. As I said, we talked about the tall cages. We talked about the tethers. We've talked about yeah. different things. We've talked a lot about the tracks. Darren Pittman, we had Darren on, and Darren was very active yep. with the World Racing Group talking about the tracks. So we do talk about it, but we don't talk about it a lot. Enough is a weird world. Do we talk about it enough? I don't know if we talk about it every week uh, and someone doesn't listen. I I mean, I don't know what the answer is. But I I set all of this up today. Last fall, um, I got, and I think it was Messenger, I got a note from a guy uh, named Dave Sharpley. And uh, he is with uh, Sharp Advantage Safety Products. Mm -hmm. And he said, we need to talk safety more in the sprint car world. It's true. 
And and I'm like, okay. And, and in complete honesty, it's like, okay, what is, what is this guy peddling? You know, I mean, what's he doing? You know, hey, we could sell you an advertising pack. But I, we just happened to be the same day he was at Millbridge at one of the races out there. It might have been the Keith Coons race or something, but he was at Millbridge. And I'm like, well, I'll just go out and talk to this guy. And I felt his passion and his, and he's got a black and white way about him too. He's not a, he's, he, he doesn't seem like a real fluffy kind of guy. Salesman, yeah. Yeah, salesman. He's just like, we just need to do better, period. I see a lot of things, period, that need to be better. And he's developed these inserts and these various products. So we're going to talk to Dave today. And and I'm fascinated by it because we don't talk a lot about it. Maybe we should. Maybe this is a great place for this podcast yeah. to, to address some of these issues. Even if they are, even if they are, you know, uncomfortable, sometimes uncomfortable is not bad. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. And like I said, it's more about the drivers not really wanting yeah. to hear and change. And now thinking back, when I was racing sprint yeah. cars, it was uh, the safety cage was a big thing, which is still uh, some cars have it. Some but now it's, some of it's required, but back right. then it wasn't. So you know when you're driving a sprint car, this whole you know I used to be able to rock the left rear to get it in gear. Yeah, sitting in the car. Well, yeah. obviously a front end could come in. Like yeah, if I'm T boned, yeah. yeah. so I always kind of thought about those things. So we tried a safety cage, and we we were just we sucked. We were not fast. We the car, I could never feel the car. So we literally took a sawzall and chopped the sidebars off and went out and we were so much faster because the chassis could flex a little bit more. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, yeah, huh? I'm, it's for the speed. I want to win a race. You know, who cares if there's this possibility yeah. of an injury here? I think, I think one of the most honest people, and this is not a shocker that we've had in this conversation talking about the tall cage is Danny Dietrich. Yeah. And Danny tried the call, call cage at one time and the performance went yeah. down the tubes and he said, we scrapped it. And he was very, very blunt about. Yeah, because it's I performance. Think I, I, I believe I need to do this, but <laughs> I'm not doing it now because my results aren't yeah, there. This was I'm probably four or five years ago. But to Danny's credit, he went back to Ron and said, yeah. I, I, "I, we still believe we need to do this." And a year or so later, they tried it again, and the results are there. And all of a sudden, we had Danny on the show after this. We said, "Hey, where are you at with a tall cage?" So everything I'm on is tall cage, and I'm winning races. Yeah, and it's like, well, wait a minute. So I respect so much the. The performance driven. He, yeah, he he needed to in the short term get that performance, but in the back of his mind, it was still a long term mm-hmm. thing. And now Danny's, you know, and it's just it's a fascinating discussion. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to maybe make it a little uncomfortable if you're riding along, if you're a family member or someone who loves sprint car racers like we all do. Um, you know, maybe you need to say to your friend, hey, yeah. give this a listen or go to this guy's website or something. So that's what it is. So we're going to talk to Dave Sharpley. So racing is ongoing. Not a whole heck of a lot of it, but it is <laughs> ongoing. Um, the Colorado Speedway in Hanford, California had the King of Thunder 360 Series, Carson Macedo and Shane. Golubic went after it. Here's Bobby Jarrell with the call. And now for the Dry Dean Deaf-Defying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. Sugar Shane Golubic stepping up the pressure now on the outside in the 17W, looking for the lead. Ran out of real estate there on the front straightaway. Might have had to check up a little bit as Carson Macedo has it. Shane Golubic wants it. As we've talked about, Golubic's never won a feature here at Hanford. And he is trying to get feature event win number one. He takes the lead from Macedo. That death-defying move was brought to you by Dry Dean Diesel All Death, the official death of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydean.com for more information. For decades, Dry Dean Lubricants has been made in America and made to last. 
paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Drydeen offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to Drydeen.com. Drydeen, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. For a year-round high-quality eating experience, look no further than sage fruit, apples, pears, and cherries. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. Sage fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. It is Wing Nation. Let's go to the Sage Fruit Hotline, the Sage Fruit Zoom line. Uh, joining us from Sharp Advantage Safety Products is uh, Dave Sharpley. Hello, Dave. Welcome into Wing Nation. Hello, hello there. How's everybody doing today? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. And uh, we had the conversation back last fall. You and I did, and I thought this is this is fascinating. This is interesting, and and uh, I, I kind of want to set the table first off, Dave, with just kind of your background, uh, how you got to where you're at with Sharp Advantage now, and and the history you have in the sport of auto racing. Well, I was, you know, through my younger years, I was, you know, racing, and then I migrated here to Indianapolis to be an Indy car mechanic. And um, through that, you know, I started to learn a little bit more about the safety side of it and watching all the testing. And, and then uh, as time progressed, you know, I have some good friends that are world of outlaw guys. And, you know, one of my better friends um, asked me to maybe do a seat for him um, like we did in an IndyCar. And it was, uh, it, it was just a transition through that. Like we, you know, I saw it done and I, I never really did it, but uh, I thought, you know, let's just give it a try. And then, you know, through those first couple of years, you know, we, we did very, very few of them and we got, um, you know, we, we tried to, I tried to do a little bit of selling and try to sell it a little bit to some of the, some of the outlaw guys. And um, I, you know, by thro- thrown out of, a couple trailers um, <laughs> where they just didn't want to see me and didn't want to hear me uh, uh, what I had to sell. Dave, on uh, the safety <laughs> side of it in, in a sprint car, but obviously you saw Indy cars, stock cars first. How important really is it to have that insert tight and close to the body where there's no space for movement? Well, it, it is, it's, a, it's a absolutely important because what will happen a lot of times is when you do have like a, you know, the downward impacts are really, really the most difficult ones. When you do have a downward impact like that, what happens is, is your body comes downward, your body goes downward. And as soon as your body comes to a stop, when your tailbone makes contact with whatever it's sitting on, Mm. then your body tries to expand into those open areas around your hips and where your kind of where your seatbelt holes are on your hips and your lower back. And what happens is, is your body then tries to expand into those open areas. And when it does, that's when it becomes really bad because then the PSI on your 
on your tailbone goes through the roof because that's the only, your body tries to get shorter and your, your, you know, your back does not like to do that. Mm. So, so when we, when we look at this, Dave, so that, that, and we've seen that downward one and the, and the impact, the, the design of the sprint car, I mean, we've seen a taller cage a little bit, but there's really not a lot of wiggle room with the way the, the, the 2020 sprint car is designed when it comes to underneath the seat, is there? No, no. And that, and that's really the, the biggest challenge, you know, we have here at, at Sharp Advantage with the sprint car world is, um, you know, a balancing act between thickness of the seat under the driver mm-hmm. versus head clearance. So you're always trying to manage that, yeah. you know, obviously the, mm-hmm. the, the more, the more thickness of beads that we can put underneath the driver and around the driver, the better, but you have to always maintain some proper head clearance in the midst of it. So you're balancing that all the time. You know, the, the taller cage has definitely helped in, in every way in head clearance and in, you know, the thickness of our inserts, we can, we can manage that a little bit better. The, the taller cage, in my opinion, safety wise is a no, is a no lose. It's, it's a plus plus and there's no negatives to it. Have they done any improvements on the, the torque tube area and, and drive shaft? Like, you know, even with Tony Stewart's accident, Oskaloosa, or, or, you know, any of those compression fractures we're talking about, is there anything that they've done? I mean, I haven't been, I haven't really searched in cars when I've gotten to the track in the last few years, but it always seems like that was such a big concern, of, like you're talking about, that the distance between the torque tube and, and the seat. But there also seems, has there been any improvements there? There, there is, there's some, there's a few things, obviously the, the, there's a, you know, a tether that goes around the torque tube mm-hmm. and then connects to both sides of the hip rails um, to, to, to contain the torque tube. And on the, uh, on the 14 cars, what we've done, we've done it actually when, when Jimmy Carr was there, we, we've used some blocks of foam that were under the that we put under the seat mm. right aside of the torque tube and we fastened them under the seat and then once those blocks of foam were there they were fa- they were fastened enough that if the rear did get tore out and the torque tube tried to swing left or swing right that rubber that foam that was there would stop that mm. torque tube from flying left and right and that was a, a someone else's creation that we just um we we helped in securing those, making sure they couldn't move, but that that's an actual actually a really nice little um, piece that you can you can use to contain the torque tube. As I was making some notes on this, Dave, I'm thinking about do we work on driver comfort or driver safety? But then I got thinking: is it is that an or question or is it an and question? Because a, a comfortable driver might be a safer driver. Is is there a is there a balancing act between the and or as far as comfort and safety goes? Well, I don't think there's a. I don't personally think there's a balancing act between the safety side of it. Right. Yeah. You know, the comfort comes as a as a on top of the safety. Right. Like we obviously we want you know the most of the drivers and and most of the teams out there would say look what is the safest way to do this and then they figure out the way to make it comfortable or livable for the amount of time that they're strapped into the car you know the the safety side of it is is just so important and i think we're we're making really big gains not only us but i think that the racer themselves are listening and they're they're opening their ears up to it where 
like I said, years ago, I went into the, to the, the trailer of the, the 15 trailer and Donnie himself told me like, look, we don't need your stuff. Like you need to get out of here. Mm. It's not, it, we don't need it. And now, you know, Donnie's a, a very good customer, been a very good customer of ours for the last five or six years. And, um, you know, he was one that just kind of was still, some of these guys are still old school where they just, they, they migrate away because this is how we always did it, you know? And, yeah. and I'm sure Aaron, you saw it as your, you know, with your husband, as, as, as things evolve, a lot of time, the, the old school guys don't want to evolve with the times. And, you know, now I believe we're getting more people are listening and opening their ears and kind of digesting it and then taking in what they, you know, what they want, which is definitely more than what they used to want. So that's why I think the safety side is, is coming to the surface a little bit more now. You know, that was going to be my question. If you saw more people being more open or willing to, because like you said, the old school racer was stubborn. They thought it would affect the performance or speed and they didn't even want to hear about it. But is the younger generation more willing to listen, especially if they see guys like Donnie and Tony now having your inserts and doing the safety protocols? Absolutely. I believe that, you know, getting those guys like Donnie and Tony uh, you know, and, and, and all the outlaw guys that we have, the Pittmans, the, you know, the gravels, you, the guys want to hear what you have to say now, where before 10 years back, they didn't even want to hear what you had to say. Mm-hmm. And as we, as we grow with, you know, I've been only full-time for one year now with sharp advantage. And as I grow, as I grow and I get into some different leagues of different forms of racing, you know, you start with the quarter midget guys. I have quarter midget guys now that have been customers of mine and now they're, now they're in three sixties. So once you get in, you, once you get in the door and they understand what you're doing, the best thing with the quarter midgets is, you know, you find the mom, you talk to the mom. (laughs) And then once the mom, once the mom sell, you sell the mom, you got a customer forever. You know, and and I think I really think that now we're people are opening their doors a little bit more and they're listening, which is a great step. You know, mm-hmm. that's why we sit. We did this safety video that we did. You know, we have it on our website and, you know, it's simple stuff that it doesn't cost a lot of money to do. But you you just have to understand it, you know, where a lot of times I don't think people just don't understand the simple things to do you know they bought the race car let's you know they bought the car and they bought it like this and that's how they're going to do it well that could be completely wrong but they just don't understand so i think some simple things like the video we have on our website and us being around and explaining to different different things to people i think it's a big help because i think now we're listening people are listening which is great because they want to know where before nobody wanted to know. It was just hmm. like, Hey, this is how we do this. You're, you're, you're trying to sell something that is, you know, it's smoke and mirrors. And and right now it's, it's not, you know, and we're, we're, we're gaining some steam and we've been, you know, we've been fortunate enough to have some really, really good customers that really sell the stuff for us without us even speaking. Yeah. Well, and I think too, of a personal experience, once you try your stuff, you don't want to go back. You know, I raced stock cars for a while, which we use seat inserts. And then when we went back uh, sprint car racing, we we're like, oh, we're going to we're going to do an insert in my sprint car seat. And I was like, oh, yes, because you realize as a driver, it almost feels 
safer and more comfortable. You know, it's it's yeah. hugging your body. You're, there isn't movement. So I think getting those people to try it just once can probably change their mind as well. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, once once they go to it, once they go to it like you in your in your cup car, and then you go to a sprint car and you drive it without it, you're thinking, oh my gosh, this yeah. is this and is awesome. around. And and you know, it's it's so important, but yet people just people look past it. You know, let's face it, this safety side of the of, of this stuff is is slowly coming, but slowly. And mm-hmm. you know, when you when you listen to someone, you know, in anything, right? Like we, we need to listen and open our ears and be sure that we're, we're listening and doing the right things. And, and I think now, you know, we're, we're making, we're making some strides. Dave, we, you had reached out to me. It was ironic when you had reached out to me last fall, you were sending me notes via messenger or something. And all of a sudden, we both realized that you're in Mooresville. You're at uh, the, I think it might have been the Keith Coons race or one of the races out at Millbridge. And that younger generation and, and, and being in the pits, you talk about getting with the moms, but, but to, to walk through the pits, what, what do you, what do, when you walk up to a strange car, a, a, a car, whether it's a micro or whether it's a sprint car, what's one of the first things you look at and say, okay, I, I need to talk to these people or eh, they look like they're in good shape. What are some of the, the, the initial things you look for? Well, the first thing that I usually, when I walk up on a car, you know, my first view is to see what the seat belts, how the seat belts are, how, mm-hmm. what the angle of the seat belts are, because that's a, that's a big, big problem because the you know when you buy a sprint car a lot of times the bar behind your back um where the seat belts mount to you know either they're mounted way below where they're supposed to be mounted or the tube is way below their the driver's shoulders or way above the driver's shoulders which is a which is a big problem so i, I when i walk up you know i see the mounting of the seat because they're visual things that you could just see right off the bat you know when you walk up to the car Unfortunately, the issue that I have is that, you know, if I walk up to the car and I see something that's blatantly obvious wrong, my my question is, okay, can I address this or are they going to say to me like, hey, look, I don't know if you think you're a know-it-all or what, but just beat it, you know, so that's that's a big balancing act like, do I address it, you know, and, and, and I would address it with dignity and like a sure. professional, but sometimes you get the people that just don't want to hear your story. Once again, like yeah. years ago with shots where he just said, Hey, beat it. We don't want to hear it. You know, whether it was good or bad, he didn't want to hear it. And yeah. sometimes you got to be careful with that. That's a, that's a tough, tough uh, step to step over when you're approaching a car. Yeah. And you, you know, all know racers, Dave, what are your thoughts on Aluminum seats versus carbon fiber seats. I know this is like a, a ongoing discussion, and there's you know some movement with with aluminum seats, but maybe that's not a bad thing. What are your thoughts a, a, about the two? I I think they're both you know they both have their pluses and and their you know and their minuses. Like I I don't uh, I don't think there's one that's completely better than the mm-hmm. other. Um, you know, there's some really good carbon seats out there and there's some really good Mm -hmm. aluminum seats. Um, I don't, I don't think that one is hands down better than the other. That's, and, and, and strictly, this is my opinion. Uh Um, 
you know, we have a lot of people that I have a lot of people that have, you know, that we do do for carbon seats. And then I have a lot of people we do in aluminum. So I don't really mind when I, when someone calls and says, Hey, what, what should I get? Or what I'm going to get this seat. I don't really have a, a preconceived, you know, um, thought of what they should have, but um, I like both. They both have their own, um, you know, their own, reasons for using like you know a a carbon seats you know the carbon seats sometimes they're you know their distance between the hips you know there's Mm -hmm. very few because the carbon seats are so expensive i think there's very few options between the width of your hips and then from your you know from where you're sitting up to your ears to your head where the head head surround should be located and if the head surround isn't where it's located properly on the build of your torso, then I think that, you know, the the carbon seat may not be for you just because of the limited options of those heights, where when you make an aluminum seat, a custom made aluminum seat, it's made to your measurements. Like when you ran your sprint car, you had a seat that was made, they measured you and then they fit that seat to you. Well, if you sat in a carbon seat, and those that height didn't add up on your body build of your yeah. torso, that's just not the seat for you. Mm-hmm. I think they all are really, really good. It's it some of them they're for you and some of them they're not. That makes so much sense. That really does. And it just depends on where you're at, body shape, body size, and everything else. Dave, before we before we wrap up with you, and this this has been fascinating to me because we just care so much about our drivers and 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 we know a lot of drivers and teams are listening. Um is there if 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 Dave could become king of the rule book for a day, is there one or two things that you would like to see us as an industry? This is not all-Stars or World of Outlaws or whatever it is, is there one or two areas where you'd like to see us continue to evolve or focus some attention as far as cockpit driver safety goes? I would say the biggest thing that I think we could, with with us to be able to make it better as far as, you know, the open wheel stuff goes, is I believe that a taller cages mm. is one of the first things I would like to see different because I don't think the tall cage taller cage will change anything. I just think that we, like I said, we struggle with head clearance. And then if you have, if your head clearance is too close, a lot of guys want to drop their seat. Well, when they drop their seat, now they drop the seat. Now the torque tube in the rear, when they're crashing, having an incident comes up and crashes into the seat where that's such a balancing act that if we had taller cages, we wouldn't really be struggling with ever having the torque tube smacking into the, the bottom of the seat or the butt bar or whatever that's, that's right there. I think the, the taller cages is, is, you know, is definitely something that would be on the top of my list that I think we could make better. And yes, I would, I would love to see everyone, using a proper seat insert because I do know that it's, that it's better. It's better. You know, every form of racing uses it besides, you know, some of the the sprint cars or the midgets or the quarter midgets, like every form of racing, all the, all the cup cars, all the formula one cars, all the Indy cars, they all use it and they use it for a reason. Yes, it is expensive, but 
I think it's it's definitely the way to go to make for sure that we're doing everything we can. As, as a parent, you only all you want to do is know that when you send your son or daughter on the racetrack, that you've done everything that mm-hmm. you can to make sure that that child has got everything right. There's no doubt that it's that racing is dangerous, but if we take all the precautions and we know we did everything right, then we did everything we could. Like there's going to be unfortunate incidents, but we have to make sure that we do everything proper before we send that kid out. And that is the perfect message to end this on. It really, truly is, because that's ultimately what we're looking at. Dave, where can people find you? Website? How do, how do people get in touch with you if they've uh, compelled by this interview to, to reach out? Well, my I have my website at sharpadvantagesafetyproducts.com. I have a Twitter account. I have my Sharp Advantage Safety Products Facebook and Instagram and my telephone numbers are all on my website. They can happily contact me at any time. I'd be happy to talk to anybody. Dave, I'm glad you reached out to me last fall, and I'm glad we had this conversation here today, and uh, we wish you the best, and uh, maybe we'll get a chance to chat further down the road at some point as well. That's good. I'm glad I got in touch with you. I thought Aaron was I thought Aaron was ignoring me on my <laughs> Facebook or wherever I was trying to get to you guys. And so I'm glad we finally met up and I saw you at Millbridge. It was it was a good time. And I, I, I appreciate you guys having me on today. Sounds good. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. There you go. Dave Sharpley, Sharp Advantage Safety Products. You can find them and um, fascinating stuff. It really, truly is. Uh, we need to step away more Wing Nation in just a moment. Over the years, Drydeen has stood for uncompromised value and proven performance. Known as the hardest working brand in heavy-duty lubrication, Drydeen's heritage is made in America and made to last. Drydeen products work to increase the life and enhance the efficiency of your equipment in the toughest conditions. Learn more about Drydeen's products at Drydeen.com. From grassroots racing to NASCAR, Drydeen is a proud supporter of racing everywhere. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Sagefruit has been a longtime supporter of sprint car racing, sprint car fans, and us here at Wing Nation. What they pride themselves on most is providing shoppers with the highest quality, best-tasting apples, pears, and cherries available. Go to sagefruit.com and make sure you ask your local grocer for Sagefruit. Wing Nation, presented by Dry Dean. Fascinating visit with Dave Sharpley. Mm. Fascinating. As I said, he's a little black and white. Yeah. Um, but when talking about safety, maybe black and white is a good thing. Yeah, but it was informative and, um, you know, like he said, talking about the moms and the you moms. mentioned the oh, loved yeah. ones earlier, like it, it is important and there are times where it's uncomfortable and uh, I'll tell a story about my, my late friend, Brian Clausen, but he showed up at Knoxville to run someone's sprint car and he had like this chintzy aluminum seat. And I said to Ray, I'm like, do you see a seat he's got in that thing? And Ray was like, I got to say something like I I can't not say something. So Ray went down and had this really uncomfortable conversation with Brian. Like you're smarter than this. You know better. And sure enough, he changed it. And he he went over to Ray said, I'll go to Butler right now and buy you a new seat. You're not getting in that car with with that chintzy seat. And it 
I felt so awkward because Brian was such a close friend of mine and it is such a sensitive topic, but he went and put a better seat in it. And so yeah. like Dave mentioned, you know, you, you never know how someone's going to react, yeah, but it's important. That's fascinating as a stranger yeah. walking up to a car and looking and seeing it all. Yeah. Like I wanted to say something and... to Brian, but I was like, oh, I'm just yeah. another racer, but all right, let Ray do it. Ray's got a little more credibility here <laughs> <laughs> and Brian changed it. So it, I just, I related when he said that sometimes yeah. people don't react. Well. I love Dave's description of Donnie shots. Get <laughs> yeah. out of here, get yeah. out of here. And then, well, maybe we should talk. And then in the, in the one video on the website, Dave actually, went on the road with Donnie to develop for Donnie what worked for him. Yeah. And so how that evolved and the 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 awkward, uncomfortable conversation mm-hmm. that turned into now a yeah. safer Donnie Schatz driving these race cars yep. and doing everything we can. I love that he ended it with, we had Paul McMahon on, on Tuesday talking about going 145 mile an hour. Yeah, that, going back to Bristol. Right, going back to Bristol. Okay, so that, we it is a dangerous sport, yep. but if we've done everything in our power then we've done everything in our power. Yep. And, and I really enjoyed it. So I appreciate Dave joining us here. National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum birthday calendar, Monday, Emil Andrus. Yesterday, our buddy Steve Beitler, mm-hmm. Frank Riddle, Rob Russo, Gus Schrader. Tomorrow, Glenn Fitzcharles, the king of URC. Man, he wore him out in yeah, URC for did. years and years, didn't he? Uh, Albert Babe Stapp. Over the weekend, Ted Horn, and technically does not have a birthday, but he does have a birthday. Mario Andretti, he's a leap year baby. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they'll celebrate on Sunday the 28th. So happy birthday, Mario. I know Mario's a regular watcher of this, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Uh, National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum salute to champion Greg Hodnett continues on display through October 1st. Extended. Uh, because of 2020, was so limited. Eight of the cars Greg actually drove. Greg's testing and engineering equipment, uniforms, helmets, and other men. You're, you, I know that's on your bucket list. Yeah. See Greg's yes, stuff. it absolutely is. You know, you know how much I, I love Greg and to talk engineering with yes, him. Yes, so sure. So to see some of that on display, I'm, I'm so thankful the Hall of Fame has extended that. Absolutely. SprintCarHall.com, or you can get all the goodies you need at SprintCarStuff.com. We are hoping for a better March as far as racing goes. Openers coming up. Port Royal is March 7th. Williams Grove is March 14th. Attica, March 19th. And the Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour kicks off March 5th and 6th at Kern County in Bakersfield, California, celebrating 30 years. Wow. Boy, time flies when you're having fun. You can find out more at ASCSRacing.com, ASCSRacing.com. Buddy Scott Trailer uh, had something on Racing Boys earlier this week. Uh, most of the regional tours are going to be on Racing Boys now. Oh, wow. Yeah, so more coverage, more coverage. The national tour is going to be on Racing Boys and Flow. Mm-hmm. And then the regional tours, Scott is working with Heather Strasse. He- Scott has hired Heather Strasse. She's awesome. It's like a perfect hire. And she is digging getting these regional tours pay-per-view coverage. That's great. So on Racing Boys. So neat stuff, that is for sure. Wing Nation gear and apparel is available at www.wingnation.com wingnation.com You can follow along on our social channels, Twitter, Facebook, our YouTube page, and coming up on our television program, the great Wayne Johnson. <laughs> yes, Wayne Johnson joins us on the program. That's your buddy, right? It is. Did he talk about his new motorhome adventures? Uh, they're, 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 we didn't get too far okay. into it, but uh, I can imagine motorhome adventures with Wayne <laughs> in about six months are going to be yes. uh, epic. They really are. So fun <laughs> stuff for sure. Um, awesome stuff. Hey, again, we really appreciate Dave Sharpley from uh, Sharp Advantage Safety Products joining us here today on the program. More important though than all of that. Thank you for joining us here on Wing Nation presented by Drydeen.
Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. 